Hey, we appreciate everybody logging on. I got uh, Jake and Kafferman with us. <laughs> really excited about tonight. I know, uh, unfortunately, last week didn't happen, and uh, these guys were just biting at the bit and wanted to be here this week and threw me in their trunk and dragged me down here, and, and here we are. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, we're super excited. I just, you know, I want to expound a little bit or expand a little bit on uh, <clears throat> Kevin's message, you know, um, for a little bit here so when he talked about um a little leaven i didn't really know where it was going to come from and then he came out and said that um he talked about country club christianity and i remember looking at my wife and i turned at her and i looked at her and i said oh he's gonna go there yeah. <laughs> she looked at me and she said uh-huh and i leaned forward and i listened to him it was phenomenal so we're actually here to share two weeks so, um, and Kevin just talked on a, a bunch of stuff, you know, like American Christianity has to stop. Yep. I mean, what we're doing, we're making it so comfortable for people and we're making it so, I guess, could I say carnal or worldly that people don't know the difference between the world and the church. And that's a problem. You know, he talks about, you know, walking the walk. He talked about uh, America has a version of the gospel that, that just makes everybody comfortable. He talked about a lot of good things. And I'm excited because um, you guys are here. And um, But before we start, I want to ask everybody to uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And when you do hit the like button, I would appreciate it. Um, if you're watching, <clears throat> we ask that you would comment and interact with us. Um, Jacob was just telling me that um, he's just waiting for people to ask him questions. So yeah, um, <laughs> let's get it. Um, so yeah, interact with us, guys. We're just gonna have some fun tonight, <laughs> yeah. man. I'm pumped. Amen. So um, if you're um, listening on audio, um, we only accept five star reviews. We do not set four, four and a half, only fives. Um, just kidding. Um, but you know, with the 18 that we have here tonight, I'm sure that uh, five star uh, reviews across the board. Um, <clears throat> share the audio. Share the videos with other on facebook and twitter and that's the big thing so we're here today and we, we were talking a little bit um before we went on air and what we talked about was you know there's people listening and there's people watching and and we're really here for you guys that are you know logging in and everything and but what we would really like you to do is to realize that there's other people after this is done um to share it you know on audio share it on um um, video you know I shared it on Facebook and it was amazing I had multiple family members too and I shared this with you guys a little bit they don't even go to church and they're logging mm -hmm. in and they're watching it I had another friend tell me hey I want to you know I haven't seen since high school said I want to have lunch with you you know I logged in it was awesome you know and I had another person tell me that this is what I'm using right now to get fed you know, so um, cool stuff. <clears throat> also, I would like to say, join us in person on Sundays. You know, join the family, join the community. Amen. Mm -hmm. um, we got this really talented guy who's uh, playing the electric guitar. All oh, I'm sorry, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we got security right yeah, here. Yeah, you know, yeah. he tackles people once in a while, making a mistake, realizing that they were just <laughs> innocent. Um, but um, what I would like to do is um, now start. And and again, guys, um, Kevin. Guys, would you agree? Phenomenal. Two Knocked weeks. it out of the park. A, I mean, yeah, you know, great, and I'm just going to share this real quick. So, me and Mary had plans to go out a week, uh, go out of town this weekend for the whole weekend. And we left church. And she looked at me and she said, Can I ask you a question? And I said, Sure. She said, Can we not stay the whole weekend and just go up Sunday after church? I do not want to miss the second message. Mm -hmm. And you know, the cool thing about it was I was thinking the same thing. I was yeah. like, what is she going to think? I mean, we're going away We're it's already booked. So that's how excited everybody was. So let's start guys. Kevin started off by saying something and, and, and I want to, I want to ask you guys what you guys think of it, because I think he just came out strong, you know, in basketball, you see people, um, you know, pass the ball from out of bounds. I don't think they did that. I think the guy just stepped two steps, looked at the rim, and dunked it. That's what Kevin did right <laughs> off the bat, right? So he said, American Christianity has to stop. Mm. One of you guys want to comment on that? I mean, it, it does need to stop, you know? But yeah. what does that look like? I, I mean, it could. I feel like it could look like a lot of stuff, right? I'm like, like we'll talk about a little bit later is like he talked about the whole being – we have we're trying to present ourselves that would be acceptable to the world right we have to we feel like we have to be accepting or we have mm -hmm. to speak in a way that will not offend people right yeah. or and 
that's it's just like so not true right that's that's not how i mean jesus was kind and loving but i know but not everybody liked what he said yeah, right he was tough sometimes yeah he was tough yeah. right and i think it's in in an effort to try to get as many bodies in the church as possible we we compromise on mm. our theology and well. instead preach things that people will like better right mm. because that makes them feel comfortable or like he like he said when you get when you get saved you don't have to get baptized if if that's if you're not comfortable with that right like we we're in such a it's almost turned into we're in the business of making people feel comfortable mm. yeah we're hurting them all like a bunch of cows yeah yeah and it's also like i mean it makes us feel like we have to walk on eggshells sometimes yeah because we might offend mm. somebody ah, you know what i mean on. and that's that's like one of the that's the biggest things like with the church is like every church around is now oh let's make this person feel comfortable so let's not let's not like let's not speak so much about the word mm. but let's just call it the word you know and then mm. all of a sudden it's like on top of that we um we end up like building this type of foundation where it's okay what you do you know you're you know it's okay you're going to be welcomed anyway but it's mm. like you also just have to give yourself fully to him you know what i mean and a lot of people ain't doing that they're just Oh, you know, I'm gonna do this Sunday thing, get my, you know, my check marks that yeah, I showed yeah, up, and yeah. then all of a sudden go on in their day to day life. And you know, that's one thing that I love about this message is that it was just so much, um, just bring it out to the light. You know, bring mm. bring a lot of the stuff that we're going on, bring it into the light, allow God to work on it, and you're not gonna be convicted, or you're not gonna be, you're not gonna feel condemned. You're gonna get convicted. Yeah. And once you start to become convicted then god you'll allow god to start working in you and on you so well i tell you man i want to share with everybody this is jake's first time and i want to tell you your first time commenting i am definitely putting you on the schedule (laughs) i love it dude love it love it and that kind of comes into my next thing and we did talk about this a little bit i want to hit on it a little bit more Mm -hmm. kevin came out on a second point and i'm like okay He's gunslinging now. You ever watch the old country westerns? And he said, America has a version of the gospel that does that makes everyone comfortable. That is so true. And you guys yeah. actually touched on that right now. You know yeah. what I mean? That it's like, okay, we don't want to offend anybody, you know, but you know, did we all forget that the church crucified Jesus Christ? Yeah. The modern day church. You know what I mean? And so we touched a little bit about this. And so there's one more I want to touch on. And it was the third point that he had that I thought was really good. If we walked and talked like Jesus did, we would offend people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when he said that, guys, here, this is what I said to myself. I did. I thought, do I have people offended with me right now? Yeah. And I do. Mm -hmm. But you want to know something I was just sharing with somebody that, you know, I get in these conversations and everybody has an opinion and they all sound good and they're real pleasing to the ears. And then just recently I said, well, you know, guys, that's all great and and fine and dandy. The point is, is God's word trumps everything. This is what God's word says about the subject we're talking about. And all of a sudden, everybody was just kind of like, oh, you're one of those, (laughs) you know, because I quoted a scripture. It's almost like it's offensive just to, to quote a scripture, you know what I mean? And and not only around, um, you know, people that aren't Christians, but people that are Christians. So my question is, um, what is that? What does that look like? I mean, do you guys, I don't know if you have an example or if you want to expound on this a little bit, but if we walked and talked like Jesus, we would offend people. I mean, it's good stuff. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, we might offend people, and that that is true, but also we get held accountable a lot more. And that is that like I have people that I come across that were from my past, and they tell me like they'll they'll say words that I don't normally say on an everyday basis using profanity or whatnot. And I'm just like, man, like you know, bro, you're good. You know, like I still respect you. I still love on you. And he's oh, the first thing he says is oh, my bad, Jacob. So there's a sense of accountability, but there's also like respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you're going to see both sides. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, it, it just feels so good to just feel like, man, like, you know, I, I think it's like, it's not a big deal, but to them it is because they're watching from the outside in. Yeah. And that's where it's like, let's just, you know, I, I mean, 
Yeah, that's what I that's what I had to touch on that. Yeah. So. I think for me, like I was and I was I was earlier today I was listening to the message at work again and it just like it reminded me it, it almost changes your goal if if you look at it that way because it made oh. me think of like when you when you watch movies and they have that like whatever like that Christian character or whatever and they they seem so like weak and they they seem so quiet and they're like well guys I don't know maybe we shouldn't be doing that guys and then they get <laughs> you know but then they get bulldozed over you know yeah. but in reality like that's that's so not what it is we have to risk and we have to even ask ourselves like are we even willing to be to do that because you're going to face the opposition of people not liking you or you're going to face the opposition of people be you know being offended with you and saying hey no that's not right hey no we shouldn't be doing that right and it it almost changes your mission mm. do you want to do you want to preach the word to people or do you want people to like you? Yeah. So what, I like what both of you are saying. So you're saying, are you trying to win a popularity contest? Yeah. And then you're saying, look, it's a two-edged sword. You're going to get people that aren't going to like it, but you're going to get people that do want to hear it and that need to hear mm -hmm. it. So <clears throat> I like it. So here goes a really good one. And obedience is a word the body of Christ does not like right now. Mm -hmm. You know, whenever I bring up obedient, you know, being obedient to the word, it's almost like a dirty word lately that I bring up. But it's not. It's it's a beautiful word. And Kevin said, um, obedience, um, something the body of Christ doesn't like. And he said, why? And then he paused. And I started checking my heart. Why doesn't the body of Christ like obedience? And I'm going to start off, and then I want you guys to expound on it. I thought it was because people don't want to be held accountable for their life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That Some people, they live for God, but that, that even me, guys, I'll be honest with you, there's stuff that God's dealing with me on, right? I am not perfect. I'm close. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, I'm not perfect. And the thing is, is there's things that um God has been dealing with me on, things that he wants to, you know, transform me in you know to be a better husband you know to be a better father to be a better friend yeah. um to be another um you know part of the community at dcc the list goes on but in that i have to be obedient to what he asked me to do and and so i think what people do is they hear obedience something the body of christ doesn't like and why is because they don't want to be held accountable i mean mm. is is there another twist that you guys want to throw on that or you want to expound on that a little bit more yeah i think when i think of when they when when i think of people not liking obedience i think of their ego is because they have to they have to recognize that they're mm. not the ones in charge and that god ah. is right mm -hmm. because oh, they yeah. have to submit to ultimately what he has right but yeah. it takes giving the control to him because mm. if i want to do you know i could want to do something that's completely opposite for what god has for me and obviously he hit i have free will and i have the ability to do that right but then i'm making myself lord of my life Ooh. i'm putting myself above god and kind of like what adam and eve did yeah exactly yeah. i mean same thing. Well, I know better than today. you, God. Yeah. <laughs> no, you Did don't. God really say? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I mean. Yeah, and that's, that's good that you said that because, like, even with obedience comes structure. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, like, I always tell, you know, relatives that I've, that I've come in contact with is, like, they're like, Jacob, you're different. Like, well, yeah, man, it's like, I, I began to ask God, how do I love my wife? Mm -hmm. How do I father my children? Because, you know, from the way that we were raised to the way that we are now, it's the way that, you know, that God has shown me how to raise my family is like, it's totally opposite. And I tell, you know, siblings or friends, it's like, we were raised wrong. You know, I mean, we weren't raised terribly wrong, but we were raised different. Mm. And we felt one way was the right way. But now it's like being a part of this kingship that God has given, you know, that Jesus Christ has given us, we go to realize that we have structure coming along with it and we're beginning to understand who we are and what our identity holds and what type of power and authority that we have I always shared with my kids. It's like, you know, Jay, you have, you have a powerful word, you know, like anything that you want, bring it to God first, then bring it to me. Because if it lines up with God's word, you know, like he's, he's going straight to God. So if it lines up with God's word and then you come to me and you feel that peace, 
I'm gonna feel like peace because we serve the same God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just that I feel like it teaches us. It, it shows us how to grow. It shows us how to mature our family and mature our, mature ourselves. Amen. So yeah, amen. That's good. I like it. You guys are doing well so far. <laughs> I haven't graded you yet, but keep it up, guys. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, Kevin said something, and um, it was so true. He said. There is a brand of Christianity that we have to do something about. And I thought, okay. And, you know, Kevin's real good at doing this pause. And then he walks and he stares at the ground. You know what I mean? And, and, and he has me on the edge of my seat because I'm like, man, he is just really going at it today. You know? And then he said, is this something we participate in? And then he paused again. And I'm like, oh, man. All of a sudden, God's dealing with me on stuff. You know, whether it's big or small, it doesn't matter. But, you know, it was one of these services where God was really just speaking to my heart. You know what I mean? And so right away, um, and then, but my point is, is do we participate in it? And and the other thing is, is do we allow it? Hmm. Because do we allow that into our heart? Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. We have authority, you know, over it. And I'm not going to start quoting scriptures and everything, but my, my point is, is um, is this something that we participate in? You know what I mean? And, and I'm not asking you guys to give examples of what you're participating in and everything. <laughs> but the thing is, is what I noticed with the body of Christ is, you know, there's like these things that weren't okay five years ago mm-hmm. is like a common thing now. You know what I mean? Things that people say, things that people do, you know, and then, you know, you a few of them i've asked them you know why do you think that's okay and they give me this you know country club christianity answer you know what i mean i and i should get a t-shirt country club christianity you know what i mean (laughs) um but that being said um here goes something that you know i wanted to ask you guys you guys about and, and ask your opinion um kevin said the sum of who we are is the sum of who jesus is what do you think he was saying there let me read that again. The sum of who we are is the sum of who Jesus is. Now, I can tell you what I thought. Mm. We're a reflection of Jesus. Yeah. <clears throat> there's people in this world. There's people at work. There's neighbors. The only Bible they're going to read is us. Yeah. I'm not talking about the Bible they're going to listen to. Guys, what did I say? The Bible that they see. Yeah. You know, one of my old mentors, you know, shared with me um, years ago that, you know, share the gospel, share the gospel, tell people about the word, be light, be salt. And when you absolutely have to actually speak, mm-hmm. you know, and it's so true. Let me ask you guys a question. What does that say to you? The sum of who we are is the sum of who Jesus is. Yeah. The way, like even off of what you were saying that what that makes me think of is how full we are of him. Because if I'm not in the word, if I'm not full of them, it's not coming out of me. Uh, right? If 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 the Bible that they see is, if the Bible that they hear is what they see, in what they see out of me, then if that's not even in me, then they're uh, not going to see that. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, right? that's an interesting point because I remember before I was a Christian, I was a cook at a restaurant and there was this lady, <clears throat> she was old enough to be, well, almost my grandma, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> But she never said much of anything, and I knew she was a Christian, and she didn't tell me, and I was intimidated. What I didn't know was the anointing on her life convicted me just being around her, and I didn't understand it till after I was a Christian. Just thought I'd throw that little yeah. nugget in there. Jacob, mm-hmm. you look like you're biting at the bit a little bit. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> so no, 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 and that's good because, like, you know, I talked with a buddy years ago, and I, there's like one word, you know, they say that there's that one person that they say something and that thing follows you a long way. Like it's an everyday process for me. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, he told me, he said, Jacob, he goes, our walk with Christ is like two dogs. You have a good dog and a bad dog. Mm-hmm. Which one are you willing to feed? Oh, wow. And mm-hmm. I was like, dude, like I, it wrecked me. You know what I mean? Because oh, like, wow. I actually just talked to him this morning about it. Like, and I brought it to his remembrance. He told it to me 10 years ago. And I said, look, you know, he's stuck in a situation right now. But I was just like, you remember the good dog, bad dog? And he says, yeah. And I was like, look, bro, like, which one are we feeding? Mm. Even if you give the bad dog a bone, you're giving him another day of breath. Mm. 
So let's, you know, like, and what Christ, what Christ is, the Christ is like what the Holy Spirit is doing. That's, that's what I see as the good dog. You know, how are we feeding him to allow him to feed us? You know what I mean? Getting into the word. Like, I literally, like, the past month and a half, God has really, I've, I've been asking people to, to keep me in prayer, to help lift me up in this situation that I'm in. And I'm like, I want to feel more of Christ. Mm-hmm. I do. So, like, what am I going to do about that? Get back into his word. Mm-hmm. Wake up in the middle of the night, get back into prayer. You know, speak with my kids on a daily basis about the goodness that we have in Christ because of who we once were prior to Christ mm. is totally opposite. So it's like, yes, yeah, it, to me it's just, which, which dog are we willing to feed? That's, you know, so I'm going to let you guys know, man, once in a while when I come up to you guys now and I say, hey, uh, what dog you feed? Amen. <laughs> yeah. You know? But, but that, that's a, that's you a, that's better a be check. honest with yeah. me, okay, because I'll yeah. be able to tell whether you're lying to me or not. You know? <laughs> no, that's good, man. I love that. Um, I'm going to remember that. That would be a good That'd be a good title to a book mm. that you could write, Jacob. Yeah, right. What dog are you feeding right mm. now? <laughs> that's really good. So here we go. We're going to talk a little bit about the leaven and what he talked about. Mm. And he said a little leaven causes a lot of change. So you can take a little piece of leaven and put it in a big piece of dough and let it set, and it changes the whole piece mm-hmm. of dough. <clears throat> and uh, so he said, um, leaven changes everything in its path. It affects everything. Give me an example, guys, where you've seen something that's a leaven and it's changed everything, whether it's good or bad. An example, I'm not asking you to necessarily, you can share something about yourself or you can share something about, does anything come to mind? A little leaven changes everything. Give an example, whether it's good or bad. One thing that comes to mind in, it's it's interesting because like, I don't, it's maybe it's because it's the more prominent, um, I guess maybe it's the more common way that happens, right? But when I think of it, I think of like lies that people are believing, huh. right? Like I had like way back in the day, um, I had a friend and he's since then walked away, which is which is sad, but he he struggled a lot with depression and he struggled to get, get away from it. And he ultimately blamed God for it. And he believed the lie that like, oh no, God's not going to heal me. God doesn't want to heal me. And eventually that, that just like led him on this path of being mad at God and slowly pulling away. And, you know, but it was just the one lie that mm. he was believing God, God doesn't want to heal good me. Example. And mm. eventually that led him completely off the path. Right. But it was, is obvious. I mean, it was the fact that he let it affect him. Right. But it's, it was a really, it's really, it's a small thing. Right. It's just like that little thought. One thing. Right. But the more you meditate on that, the more prominent it gets too, right? Mm, that's good, man. I love it. Yeah, so the biggest thing is like, so with 11, like, you know, um, sorry, it's, I'm out, hold on, I'm stuck on this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Okay, good. No, so I want to I wanna share. So um, for me, um, God puts it on my heart and he tells me to get in the word, right? Mm. <clears throat> and I'm, and, and, it's usually in a season to where I'm doing things on my own strength. Mm. And it's amazing how, how long I go. Cause I'm kind of hard headed. Right. Mm. So it's amazing how long I go and I'm not obeying God. And then a couple weeks later, I'm still doing this thing on my own strength. And, um, I get in the word and I start reading and I get to a scripture. And I'm like, Ooh, that's really good. And it's like, mm. wow, that really pertains to me. And I didn't even read the word a whole lot. And it's amazing though, after I got done reading that word, I just meditated on it. Mm. I regurgitated it. I just mm. meditated. On it. And it's amazing how I would catch myself and be like, man, I'm not struggling anymore with that. And it was just that one word, just that yeah. little, you know, where I fed it for weeks. And then that little bit of word that I got into made such a big difference. I mean, it, mm-hmm. you know, so that's my example. Um, <clears throat> so. For many, it says, for many, we're in a constant war in our soul about what God says about me and who I am. Why? So let me read that again. For many, we're in a constant war in our soul about what God says about me and who I am. Why? Hmm. Well, and I actually have something that I want to read that Kevin said because I thought it was. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Did you I give me the was, sign? 
No, no, no. Oh, okay, no, no. guys. I just want to make sure. We, we, have a, we have sign language here, so. Yeah. yeah. No, these are just some, no, these are some notes. Gotcha. But, and it's, and this is going to go along with that. It's, a lot of that, it's obviously, it's take, not taking those thoughts captive, right? The, if you don't grab onto it and you don't say no, and then obviously replace it with what God has on that, right? But it's, I love what Kevin said, and I, I, I get stuck with me. I was thinking about it all week, and it says, he said, Leaven starts from the outside and seeks to invade our core. Many times it starts with a thought, a simple thought planted, a simple idea sown, a simple thought, a simple idea, not take, not taken captive to the obedience of Christ, not submitted properly to the lordship of who Jesus is and what he says. Wow. And it's exactly that. It's that simple thing in me, not ultimately doing my job and taking care of it and giving it to God me holding on to that because of whatever, right? But it's, I just like, it's, I don't know. It's just like, it's really good. isn't it's, that what, what, it's so what simple. Satan did in the garden? Is that what God said? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, did God he really not say that? that? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's that seed and then she entertained it. And then next thing you know, here we are <laughs> thousands of years yeah. later. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that, you know, that's the other thing too, is like always have, those those people that like you look up to like i mean i got a couple of brothers that in the church that i go to in case something comes up you know what i mean and i'm just like man you know like this is really bothering me this week but it's actually been bothering me for months mm-hmm. and the thing was is i didn't take a captive because i didn't have you know i felt like it was a lonely battle i felt like i had to fight this out and i kept doing everything in my power to allow this you yeah. know yeah, I, I kept doing this in my power to fight it <laughs> off. But then it's like, man, like all I had to really do was pick up the phone because the moment I picked up the phone, grace came in mm. because I opened it up, brought it to the light. You know what I mean? Yep. So that that's, yep. that's one that's thing good. for me. So. so I want to touch on something here. And I thought this was really interesting because Adam and Eve and what happened in the garden is something I've actually taught on quite a bit in the past. And it's something that I actually think about quite often. There's there's a lot of people read it really quick and don't realize all the nuggets that's in it. Mm. And so Kevin said, a little leaven causes a lot of change. So then he also said, Adam and Eve, after eating the fruit, God asked Adam, where are you? And Adam mentioned we're hiding and naked. Mm. Okay. Mm. So guys, come on. They came from this situation where they're naked, right? They're communing with God. Everything's perfect. They don't, you know, they're not concerned about what they look like and everything. And all of a sudden they're hiding. Now, the cool thing is what I want to mention here is God already knew why he was hiding. Yeah. Yeah. He just wanted relationship. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so Adam, so then God said to him, who told you you were naked? That's a great question. You know what I mean? And then Kevin said, biting the apple caused a lot of pain. And that's what I want to expound on. If we let this leaven in our heart, you know, it's like you said, it starts on the outside and then it just permeates everything. It just causes change to everything. And it's like you said, it was something that was actually for a few months. But what does it look like, guys, if we actually just nip that thing in the bud? You know what I mean? And, and we, whatever we do, we quote a scripture over it. You know what I mean? We, we go and we we're accountable to our wife or a friend, Mm -hmm. you know, and we get that thing and it's out of the way. How much heartache would I have not caused myself in the 34 years of being a Christian? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Cause I'm hard at it. I am. I've caused, there's so many times where even my wife was like, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. I'm like, Oh, I got this baby. You know what I mean? Next thing you know, two months later, I got my tail between my legs like a dog just going, baby, can you forgive me? Yeah. You know? So in the question, I guess my, um, my, my question is, what does that look like? I mean, <clears throat> do you guys have anything that you want to say about any examples that you have or anything that you've experienced? And I know you touched on it a little bit mm-hmm. more, but you know, so we have people here listening. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're thinking, okay, what Jacob mentioned was, I'm realizing now that the thing while watching this podcast, I'm struggling, but I realize now that I've been struggling with this for a yeah. while. So my question to you guys is, what's the advice to the people that are listening? Are they stuck? 
Is this something that's going to take two months to get rid of? Is this something that they're going to have to say 14 Hail Marys and four Our Fathers and sprinkle holy water all over them? What's, what is it, guys? I mean, people, no, really, I, I know that I'm being a little goofy, no. but there is people out there that are hurting. There's people that are stuck. And, and I really believe that there's people that are listening tonight saying, okay, I've been stuck for a while mm -hmm. and I know why I did it. Guys, can you give some advice? What do we do? What do they do? They're listening. They're wondering. I'm stuck. What do I do? Yeah, I, I would say just um, like the moment. I mean, yeah, some people do do struggle within months or maybe even sometimes years. It's like the moment you realize that that's not you, immediately go to the Father, even if you don't know what to do with it. You know, if you don't know what to do with it, because when God when God told asked Adam and Eve where they were, it wasn't because God didn't know. Mm-hmm. He knew that their mindset had changed. He knew that there was something that was brought up to them. So it's like, allow the moment that you feel like, you know what, it's about time to put, you know, to bury it. It's about time to burn it. It's about time to cast it out of my life. And the only way I'm going to do it is by confessing it with my mouth. Yep. Mm -hmm. And tell me that's an issue and tell me it's no longer a part of me. Mm, that's really good. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah. And I also think a big part of that is to mm. have people that walk with you and help you through that as well and help you do that. Cause even you were talking earlier, yeah. you said you the second I picked up the phone, right? Yeah. The second I got in community with somebody, the second mm -hmm. I got with somebody who could speak into my life, the things that I'm not even seeing right now, because mm -hmm. I'm too deep because all I can think of are the lies that I've been believing for so long. Mm. Right. Get, get around people who can speak into you. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. I want to touch a little bit on what both of you guys are talking about. <laughs> I want to say this, so there's been times in my life to where I was struggling with something and no one knew me, not even my wife. Mm -hmm. And now being married for years now, they're, they're, I can honestly say there's not a whole, there's, I don't know of anything that I, I hold from my wife. You know, I, I it, she's my accountability. <clears throat> that being said, when I was younger, I was even more hard headed than I am now. And um, so I would just struggle with stuff and struggle with stuff. But it's amazing when I went to a brother or a mentor and I told him, look, I'm struggling with this immediately mm -hmm. it was like that power that 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 it had on me was released and then the next step was is usually that brother or that mentor would share the word with me and then i would look at it and i would go back to where we talked about earlier obedience i, I was obedient to the word mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i would pick up a scripture and i would you know share it one time i struggled with something and i said james 4 7 if you submit to god and resist the devil he must flee i don't know how many times one day and my wife's like what is your problem why do you keep quoting that scripture so many times you know what i mean and i shared with her what i was struggling with and she prayed with me and it's amazing but i struggled with that thing for months you know, and she helped me, you know, and uh, so it's amazing how I was being obedient. I was quoting the scripture and then it was like that last step for me was sharing it with somebody because mm -hmm. that, that, that sin, that thing that, you know, you think no one else knows about, including God has power because it's, it's secluded. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. No one knows about it. So um, yeah. <clears throat> I really want to get in. This is the one thing I wanted to touch on. Really. I love this next one. Hold on. But can I yes, say absolutely. something before that? All right. So it was hard to talk about it. Like like I said, it was something that I struggled with, right? But I came to church one day and, you know, here at DCC, and there was this lady that came up that I've known for years, and she never saw me different or anything like that. And she's like, she's like, Jacob, there's something wrong with you. And I said, no, I'm good. And she's like, no, there really is. And then all of a sudden I realized I like the thing that I was struggling with was depression. Mm. I was stuck in depression because I forgot who I was. Mm. I forgot my identity. And the moment I said, there's a depression, she's like, uh, well, why are we not praying for that? Why are we not mm. calling that out? And I said, it's all right. I'll, I'll get through it. And she mm. said, no, you're not walking away. So it's like, as soon as I told her it was depression, it was because of the death of my mom that I had, I didn't, like I didn't um cope with it well mm -hmm. when she passed when I was real young, but now as a believer, I never coped with it coped with it at all. So it's like you know, and then with COVID happening and you know, like me, everybody's being locked down and stuff like that. You know, these minds. I mean, it's constantly like yeah. as a believer, constantly things are going to be coming up. Mm. You know, from from your past or from you know things that you're to avoid. 
But it's like, all of a sudden, it's like, this stuff started coming back from 17 years prior. I mean, it was 17 years that my mom had died. Wow. And I was like, you know, this depression came on, and depression made me feel like, yeah, this is you, just don't let nobody know. Mm. And I was like, so that that's like, the moment I brought that into light, and I know a lot of people are dealing with depression. A lot of people deal yeah, with depression yeah. on different circumstances. But it's like the moment I said, this depression is not me. This is not my identity. This is not who I am. That was the moment that I felt free. Mm-hmm. The moment I called it out, put it in Amen. its place, and stomped on it and walked away. You know what I mean? Like that's good, laid man. it down, you know? So mm-hmm. that's one thing that I that I would say that that's one thing that we should all carry on is like the thing that is not a part of a part of us or does not grow us, let it go. Cast it out. Throw it into the pit. Did you feel like a weight lifted off to you almost? Yeah. Oh, at, and yeah. immediately. And yeah. I was like, because I was like, my mom, you know, she's never met my kids. You know, she's she's never met my kids. You know, I got a grandbaby now. You know, mm-hmm. she's never seen her either. You do. Yeah, I do. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, it's like, I've never seen that. And, and, you know, and um, if you don't mind if I share it, you know, Tim Mannard was like, Jacob, tell me some of the legacies that your mom left with you. And I was like, I don't really know. He's like, well, tell me a little bit about yourself. And I I started sharing with him, like, how I love my family. And he goes, everything that you said about your mother, you've been saying about yourself. God instilled those in you. You are the living legacy. Amen. And that's where depression broke. Because I realized death, death is a part of life. You know, we come, we go. But the biggest thing is hold on to what keeps mm-hmm. you alive. Hold on to the people that we did lose down the way and how they helped us live and grow that into our family and bring that, make that a part of a legacy for our children. But the biggest thing is include God in every, every step yeah, of it because amen. God would bring that to your memory, not for us, but for them. Amen. So it's really good. I know my grandparents raised me the later part of my childhood, and <clears throat> it's amazing how I see myself gentle with my wife, like my grandpa was with my grandma, patient and kind, mm-hmm. and uh, how I am with my kids based on how my grandma and grandpa were with me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, and they were a huge influence on my life. So here it goes, guys. This is what I've been waiting for, yeah. the, the the subject. Now, listen, this is, gosh, this is so good. Kevin said, are we convicted? And then he did that pause thing, right? And he <laughs> starts walking again. And I'm like, okay, where's he going with this? Because God, I'll be honest with you guys, God was already like mm-hmm. showing me these little pieces of leaven that I had in my life, you know, and I'm not talking in here, my heart, I'm not talking like these big things, these little things that God's been dealing with me on, like a system of a thought, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> so he said, are, are you convicted? And then he said, not based on participation, because I believe that most everybody here loves God and they're not participating it, but are you allowing it through the lack of action? Amen, Dave. Amen, brother. That was good. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm telling you guys, when he said that, yeah. I got convicted. Yeah. I did. I did. I got convicted. And I'm telling you, up till tonight, I've been getting convicted. Did you think that was funny? <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, guys, let's let's touch on that. So I believe that someone's listening and that's touching their heart, right? And um and and I'll be honest with you, since that Sunday almost two weeks ago, it's something that I'm just gonna be transparent here, guys. Okay. Through participation, no, but through lack of action, yes. And for the last two weeks, there's been multiple times mm-hmm. that I'm not participating in it. But but through lack of action, speaking to it, worrying about what people think, right? Worrying about Okay, what's the consequences of me doing this? How about someone comes to you and tells a really dirty joke that was totally inappropriate and you laugh just because you want to make, you know, it's the guy thing. You know what I mean? That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. You know what I mean? So let's talk about that a little bit. What does that look like to you guys? I mean, to me personally, and you don't have to be personal. You can share an example or, you know, expound on it a little bit. For me, ever since Kevin said it, it's, it's like, the light went on and I, and I'm noticing all these things that I'm a, allowing through lack of action. You know what I mean? And even at work, at work, how customers talk to me, 
You know what I mean? How they act. There's a lot of times before I'm realizing now that I laughed at stuff that was not very appropriate. You know what I mean? And, and actions, you know what I mean? A couple mm-hmm. times since he said that to where I'm around something and they're doing something. And they, someone asked me recently, are you okay with it? And I said, yeah, I'm okay. I mean, yeah, I'm okay. I wasn't okay. Mm-hmm. Right. But am I doing what he's talking about here? Am I convicted? Because if we're doing it through a lack of action, I think that's a really big thing in the body of Christ. And it might not be for everybody, but for me it is because there's there's times to where it's kind of like, okay, like that conversation I told you I had with people. I shared with them, well, it says right here in the Bible, you know, um, and I read a scripture and right away everybody was like, ooh, he's one of those. Not everybody, but most people mm-hmm. in that in that circle of that conversation. You know what I mean? So do you guys have anything you want to expound on that? Again, let me read it. Convicted. Not based on participation, but allowing it through a lack of action. Hmm. I touched on it quite a so, bit. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> that's, the biggest thing. that's the biggest thing, too, is like, you know, because I do have, you know, I know people that talk like that as well. And a lot of times you get, like, not so much in it, but you become a part of it because, like, you, you let them talk the way they talk or whatever, but it's like, you just don't say nothing. And it's like, yeah. and you make it seem like, to me, it's like, dang, I shouldn't have been even around that conversation or anything like that. But, you know, like, and it's hard because a lot of times it's family. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it is because, like, it's a custom. I mean, it, it's been going on for years. You know what I mean? And so a lot of times I just, like, go to avoid it or I just be like, nah, bro. Like, you know, I'll go and talk about something else or we'll go run off and, do something else. I mean, in the same area, but I just have to walk away. The biggest thing is walk away because like, if they start talking about it and they sharing about it, if they're talking to someone else, it's easier for me to walk away. Mm -hmm. But if I'm going to sit there and see or hear what they're saying or doing, then all of a sudden I become accustomed to what they're doing. And you know, and it's like, dang, you know, that's where it's like, God, like I messed up. You know what I mean? Like I messed up, (laughs) you know? So, yeah, well, that's good. good. Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting because what you're talking like we're talking about just being around those people that y- you weren't, you know, when you first heard them say that, your initial reaction was probably, "Oh, wow, that's probably not that good." Mm-hmm. You know, maybe yeah, I shouldn't, you know, they shouldn't be saying that, but the more you the more you sit in it, the more you're numb to it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's the the one thing I've been thinking about like the whole time is because we're talking about leaven, and it's leaven takes time. Yeah, yeast take oh, when, when, you, when you when yeah. you put there when you put yeast. <laughs> yeah. Okay, when you put I yeast like in it. bread, it doesn't affect it right away. Yep. you put it under a bowl. You put saran wrap over that, and you mm-hmm. let it sit, mm-hmm. and then it rises. You're not going to see that. And it's and another word that I like that he uses. And this is another question. Sorry, I didn't give you a signal, but <laughs> no, no, it's good. It, it, he said. What do we allow leaven in our lives? What leaven do we allow? What, what do we allow in our lives? And I think a lot in, Ooh. he had mentioned compromise. And I think a huge part of that is compromise. And I see that, right? Like I see that mm-hmm. super prominent with my generation, I guess, especially with like, like let's talk relationships, right? You want to date this person, you want to whatever. And you see all these red flags, but you compromise, right? You're like, oh no, that's not that bad. Wow. Right, that's not that nice. bad. You're right, bring, you're going to another level, now, right? So <laughs> it, I like this. But <laughs> and the, the the thing is too is like compromise doesn't compromise comes in batches. You're not compromising one time. Okay, you're compromising multiple yeah. times along that line because you're getting comfortable with it. And the more you see that, you more you get invested in the less you want to see the bad things. Right. So now let's fast forward to you're married and you're trying to raise kids, and you're unequally yoked. Mm. But this is the result of that one compromise the leaven slowly rose and slowly affected it to, to now you're here it mm-hmm. took you didn't see it when wow. you didn't made that compromise but now you know you're in this bad position and what are you gonna do right wow that's a hard one to follow yeah. up on you did really good <laughs> yeah there, that, right? that, that was really good <laughs> but that also brought to my attention too like it's that territorial mindset mm. yep you know what i mean because like you said it doesn't it doesn't affect it right away. Yeah. The be- the moment it begins. 
as it takes time, you you begin to put yourself in a bubble in a situation or like put yourself in a okay. So say Grand Rapids, you know what I mean, we know, we all know how Grand Rapids is. We know what parts to hang around. We know what parts not to hang mm-hmm. around. And a lot of people that are trying to get set free, they say they want to be free. They they keep saying they want to be free, but then it's like they stick around the same little block. Mm-hmm. And I've been seeing the same people yeah. on the same block for the yeah. past 20 yeah. years, yeah. but it's because that's the territorial mindset. You know what I mean? You got to get that kingdom mindset. Mm-hmm. Pick yourself up out of that situation and move. Like that's what I did. When, when I got saved, I was living, you know, downtown, closer to downtown, and the moment I got saved, I began to ask God, God, I want to move closer. I was going to, I was attending this church, and I said, God, I want to move closer. I put, I got on my hands and knees, and I mean, I didn't have a location. I would walk three hours to get to the church that I would go to oh, wow. every morning and every evening. I would walk back. So as I as I was getting to that lo- as I was getting to that church, I'd be like, I don't want to be there anymore, you know. And I I like I started. I would walk away from that town and be like, this is not my home, mm. you know, and I just kept prophesying these words over me. And sure enough, I got a call two weeks later and said, hey, we got this opening. Um, we got oh, this wow. opening, this this apartment opening up next week. I want to see if you can move in. So you, you you were in a situation where you noticed the leaven. Yeah. And it's like I wanted out because I yeah. knew the same guys that were sitting there for 20 years. I was going to end up being one of those guys. Oh, wow. So it's like I got out of that situation to the point where, you know, I actually it, it grew me. It allowed me to grow. It allowed me to like to find Christy, you know, my wife, um, you know, just to be a part of that and like just growing, being mature, going to work every day, like things that I didn't always, always do because like from the background that I had, I used to run the streets, mm-hmm. and now it's like I was running to God. Mm-hmm. I got out of the streets. I would go to, you know, at that point I would go to, you know, to a different church and I would um. I would go and just sit in the building until the building closed. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. it felt safe. It felt secure. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's what I did. That's like, so I pulled myself out of it. So the biggest thing is walk away. As hard as it may yeah. be, start day by day. Yep, start yeah. day by day. It's not going to, I mean, it might even be hour by hour or day by day. But the, the further you get pushed away, the better you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because then you're able to come back 10 years later. You know, because I go back into the same areas that I used to run around in. I come back to those, but now I got, you know, I, I, I now I got something I could stand yeah. on. You know what yeah. I mean? I drove up to this guy and he's like, hey, he goes, I remember you used to be on the block. I said, yeah, a long time ago. He goes, Jacob, right? And I was like, yeah. He goes, what you doing now? And I rode down the window and I had all four of my kids in my back seat. <laughs> I was like, that's what I'm doing. He goes, man, he goes, you've been gone you for a, a long time. have a nursery in your van? <laughs> <laughs> right? No, he's like, you've been gone a long time. He goes, but you're doing something good. Amen. He goes, you left the street. Amen. So yeah, that's, you know, that's what the biggest thing is like, if it has to be hour by hour, minute by minute, whatever it takes, take the walk, mm. move away, mm. come back when you're ready and God will begin to work on the people around you. Man, two really good things. You guys giving me something hard to follow up with. And I like the fact that you kind of, you know, yeah. share something. Yeah. So, oh, did you just give me the signing yet? I think I, yeah. <laughs> he said, no, I can. <laughs> Let me just share this real yeah, quick. Do it. it says, um, so Kevin said something after he talked about participation and convicting. And he said, what we allow through the lack of action is just as bad as participation. Mm. That's hard, guys. Yeah. But it's true. Oh, it is. I mean, it's true. And um, I really, I mean, you guys just both just kind of like brought it up a notch with both of what you talked about. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, um, next one, what does it look like to allow God to set us on fire? Mm-hmm. That's what he said right at the end of, towards the end of what he's doing. What does it look like for God to set us on fire? You know, I remember when I became a Christian <clears throat> and um, I was all on fire. And me and Chris, and you know, we would invite a bunch of people we didn't know to my apartment and pray for them and everything. And we were doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And I kept having Christians saying, "Well, you want, you might, you might, you might want to be careful." And they started saying, "I had this old guy come up to me at church, and he said, son, he said, don't let the Christians influence you negatively. Stay on fire.'" Mm-hmm. And I remember, and I didn't know what he was talking about because when you're when you're just a baby Christian in Christ. 
you know, you don't know any better. And, you know, it's like kind of like, oh, that's what God's word says. If you lay hands on the sick, they're healed. Praise God. We're, mm-hmm. me and Chris, we're laying hands on everybody, man. We're like having people, you know, we're all, you know, well, you know, and then, you know, and then you hear the thoughts of, well, you know, you might want to be careful because maybe people aren't ready to be prayed for. And did God really say mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. should lay hands on everybody that's sick? Well, the word says lay hands on the mm-hmm. sick. It doesn't yeah. say a selected few, you know? So I, I guess, what does it look like to let God set us on fire? I mean, have we really seen that in our age? I mean, in, in our life? I mean, I've gotten really on fire and then cooled off and got really on fire, you know? Right. Um, but what really, what does that look like? And I still haven't, I've been kind of processing the fact that he said that. You know, what does it look like for me to really be on fire? Because I'll be honest with you guys, there's still times that I'm wondering what people think. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But my father, my dad, our pops, went to a point with it that they crucified him, mm-hmm. and they beat him, and they tortured him, and they whipped him with a cat of nine tails. What are we doing? Are, are we quenching that fire? I, I, I guess... The, you know, and I'm not, I don't know if you guys got anything to share on this, but it's something that I've been looking at, you know, what, what is God calling me to do today? Hmm. You know what I mean? Because I, God's going to give us the ability to do whatever he asks us to do. Right. And my question is, what does it look like for God to set us on fire? And it's, it's, it's become a very personal thing for me, you know, since Kevin said it, that being said, Kevin also said, let God show us the little bit of loving in us. And when we do, what do we do about it? Mm. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, okay, first, you know, and he followed it right up about this. What does it look like for God to set us on fire? And as I just read this last one, I'm thinking, I think, what does it look like for God to set us on fire? Let's let him deal with the little bit of loving that's in our heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? And what does that look like? Okay, so I'll start. For me, it's just being who God created me to be. Mm-hmm. I have gifts in me. I have yeah. things to say. I, I have things that I can help people with. But I'm too concerned sometimes about what do they think. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's something that God's dealing with me on. Do you guys want to touch a base on anything? So, I mean, yeah, I just, and it was interesting. I, I think a big part of it is, standing firm and like what you said like you were that guy came up to you and he said don't let these guys don't listen to those guys they're just whatever right and because you you knew what the word said and you were acting in that right but they were trying to make people comfortable but you you were standing on that word because you knew it was right right we have to stand on what the bible says and act in that right and it almost, oh man, I forgot my point. I was going to make a point there. <laughs> that's okay, man. But it almost, it comes down to not being that. That's what I was going to say. It comes down to not, try, don't be as discouraged by what other people think. Mm. It's that secondhand embarrassment, right? Because those guys, you were probably in a group of those people and they're like, oh, whoa, what is he doing? Like we got, we got to reel that guy in, right? And I'm not bashing churches, right? I'm not bashing other, but I've been part of places, right? Where they try to, they try to reel you into their, their border mm-hmm. because you stepped over the line that they yeah. they have right and like oh no yeah we're not comfortable doing that so like, but the word says it right you have to know know what the word says and, and stand on that no matter what other people say right because you're, you're right we're talking about that That's you're never going to really make people comfortable point. you're yeah. never going to make everybody comfortable recently mm-hmm. i had a so every once in a while periodically i'm around a group of people and, and scriptural things get brought up right mm-hmm. and I'm already looked at the guy that just, you know, oh, you're going to go there. Oh, God said, yeah, you know, God's word trumps everything. Yeah, we know that, David. You told us that before. So recently, um, another situation was brought up, and we were talking about something that, and I'm just going to be honest, it's just flat plane out sin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and we were talking about it, and people were just compromising. They were like, it was like you know taking dog food and just putting you know candy on top of it, and then to eat the whole thing. It's just it's just mm-hmm. a little bit of candy with dog food under it. You right. know what I mean? That being said, when it was being done, someone looked at me with a smile on their face and says, "So, Dave, what do you think?" 
and that little bit of leaven that was in there that I didn't realize was now growing and it was getting bigger. When he said it to me, I started feeling like anxiety, like mm. all of a sudden, you know yeah. I mean? Good sound effects. It's like every, when he's asking me, he's going like yeah. this, Dave, yeah. what do you think? You know what I mean? And it was that leaven and it. In that instant, God started dealing with me. And what he was sharing with me was, are you more concerned about what they think? Or are you more concerned about being right or wrong? Or are you mm. concerned about being a light and salt? Because it's like you said earlier, and I really liked it. It's a two-edged sword when you're in that position, mm -hmm. right? I know in this group of eight, ten people, five are probably going to have already judged me, right? Mm -hmm. And they're already going to look at me and say, look, you know, okay, here goes Dave. Okay, yeah, he's... 50 something years old he's old school he's just gonna go ahead and quote a scripture he's just gonna tell us about god's words you know but the point is is what else do i have yeah for 34 years i'm sitting here today by the grace of god because of his goodness because of his love because of his mercy because of his long suffering because he died on a cross for me i should not have to be ashamed of the gospel yeah. I should look at it and say, oh, yeah, well, let me tell you what my dad said. By the way, my dad's the king of kings, hmm. the Lord of lords, the beginning <laughs> and the end, the first and the last. Yeah. And he's my pops. And I'm his son. Mm. I'm actually a prince. Let me tell you what my dad told me. Yeah. I should be proud, you know, and I got to deal with that loving. And I still mm. have to deal with that loving in my heart. Yeah. You look like you're biting at the bit a little no, bit. No, it's just, it's good, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really liking that. Um, yeah, the biggest thing, man, is just like, you know, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I lost. I lost track on mine. So. <laughs> sorry about that. You're good. I tell you guys, man. <laughs> I was just really like I had something, and you you like went on, so it was really good. So I enjoyed what you had. So that's okay, man. That's funny. I tell you, man, guys, tonight has been absolutely mm -hmm. awesome. So we're here today, right? Mm -hmm. and, and and I want to you know start to wind down here, and you know, guys, I could sit here and talk to you guys for a couple more hours. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys, I really love. You know, it's it's amazing how we got three quarters into this, and then Nate kind of turns it up a notch, and I'm like, oh, you're going to go there. And then you're like, and I'm like, oh, okay, he's going to go there. <laughs> and then I got to share some, and I'm like, man, they're just hitting all these points, and I feel like the next thing I go on to is going to be so irrelevant. And it's not, you know. Right, yeah. mm -hmm. That being said, <clears throat> again, guys, there's people listening here. Mm -hmm. Let's take a minute to to share with people that they're listening tonight. and. God, and I really believe that there is people out there that are, God is showing them the love. Mm. And they want to change. And they've heard what we said, mm -hmm. right? But they're still yeah. saying in their heart, what am I going to do? Man, I've been stuck in this. Jake, hey, I've been stuck in this for years. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. And guys, we're creatures of habit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We get stuck in mud and we don't know how to get out of it. I want to start off, and let's all just kind of share something. I want to start off is go to God and just, I know this sounds so cliche, but just pray. Just share your heart with him. You know, mm. someone asked me recently, how do you pray? And I said, well, I don't fold my hands. I don't bow my head. I complain to God. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm like, God, I'm struggling with this. What's going on with this? This is what your word says. You know yeah. what I mean? And you know, God, you know, that someone said this to me or this happened to me or why am I, why am I still involved in this? You know, mm -hmm. why help me with this God? You know, I talk to God really like I'm talking to you guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's just where I'm at right now, you know, whether that's right or wrong or whatever it is, but I would just encourage people, you know, God cares. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening today, God cares and he loves you. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> He's your biggest fan. Mm -hmm. And nothing that you're going to do is going to surprise him. Nothing that you're going to say he's going to be disappointed in. God is waiting just like he did with Adam. He knows you're hiding. Yep. He knows you're struggling. And he's been asking you for a while, who told you you're depressed? Mm. Who told you you're hooked on drugs? Mm -hmm. oh really well who told you you're fat who told you you're ugly who told you to keep your mouth shut because no one cares what you think who told you you don't have any friends 
I believe that if we take all those things that people are struggling with and we go to God, he's already there waiting to listen. And he's already there waiting to help. That's the advice that I want to give. Do you guys have anything to share? Yeah. So, um, so it's, it's crazy because like even in, so we call it sin, right? In the midst of sin, in the midst of what we're going through that is not of God, it's considered sin if it's set apart from him, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like in the midst of that, whatever sin that could be or whatever that could be blocking you or setting up a barrier between you and God is like, like what, what my stepmom always said, like I used to have a beer in one hand and the Bible in the other. And she said, look, which, look, which one trumped, you know, the like in the midst of your sin, still seek out God in the midst of your sin, still reach out to him because he's never left you That's or right. forsake you. You know what I mean? Just so, the way you are. You, you know, like, yeah, yeah. like he does love you too much to leave you the way you yeah. are. Yeah. Hey, That's the best. That's the best time to go. Yeah. Right. Why, mm-hmm. why would I sit in that? Because that's, mm-hmm. and I, and I'm guilty of it myself. Mm-hmm. I just come at us, you know, I'm sitting in my sin and like, ah, oh, man, you know, I'll wait till <laughs> I'm a good a little bit. And then, you know, maybe tomorrow night I'll go to God, man, like do it right then. Cause he's yeah. sitting there and he's, he, yeah. he knows what you're doing. He's watching you do it right there. Yeah. He's waiting for you to come yeah. do it right then. Yeah. Amen. You don't, you don't got to wait till you feel okay. Yeah. Because you know, sometimes <laughs> we think we need to clean ourselves up a little bit before we can go to God. Isn't yeah. that a lie for the yeah. pit of it's hell? It's a lie. And I just want to sh- touch on that real quick before we close. If you think that you have to reach a certain level, if you think that you have to drink, no beer or six beers instead of 12 <laughs> beers. If you think that you have to quit getting high to go to God, you don't. Mm-mm. I'll just share this quick testimony. Chris Shire got saved before I did, and we were real good friends back in the day. <clears throat> I didn't know he was praying for me. So I'm at parties, I'm getting high, I'm drinking, and I'm on the back of a porch at a party, and I'm looking up at the sky, and I'm thinking about God. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you something. that that I never did that. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I'm like, what am I doing? So the next weekend on a Saturday, same thing. I'm at the party and I'm not having fun anymore. And I'm thinking about God. Did I know Mm. I had this crazy Chris guy praying for me, him and his wife, you know what I mean? But it made a difference, but you're right. So I chose, Mm -hmm. I chose to right then go home and said a prayer, right? And then I did what you said, but I also did what you said. I didn't try to get clean. Yep. You know what I mean? I went to God. I mean, I was higher than a kite and I went to God. And I'm talking to him. God, I don't know if you're real. And I'm kind of nuts for talking to something. And I don't even know if you're listening to me. But if you are, and I would just talk to him. You know, so good yeah. stuff, guys. So, like, in real quick, too. Like, that's the way when I got saved, I was on the run for nine months. You know what I mean? And I gave my life to Christ on the run where God put a conviction in me where I was able to call my P.O., and the mo- my probation officer, in the moment that I called them, w- like within an hour, all my charges had been dropped because they saw the favor, oh, or wow. I had favor yeah. by grace. You know what I mean? Amen. So it's like I would also, on my way home from work, I would be smoking or whatever I would do back in the day. I'd be smoking on my way home, and I was still like real low, real slow, because I didn't want nobody in my outside <laughs> of my car to hear what I was about to listen mm. to, casting crowns. I would literally oh, wow. just turn it up. And I would be, I mean, I would not be in my right state of mind, but I was like, I knew, I knew that something was about to change. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like, even in the midst of that struggle, I just allowed, I mean, somebody was praying. I know, I know the people that were praying, but there was more people praying Amen. and that bowl had got full. Mm. And the moment that bowl got full, God began to work on me because like, you know, I just, yeah. you know, God began to work on me because the moment that bowl was full, it was about time for me to receive my blessing. Amen. So everybody that's listening, please know that God loves you just the way you are. Mm-hmm. You don't have to clean yourself up. You don't have to do any works. You don't have to, you know, do anything except like go to God with your heart, however you want to talk to him. Amen, guys. Mm-hmm. It's been awesome tonight. I want to share with everybody again to, um, and I really want to encourage everybody on this. And I know um, last time I shared on the podcast, I really pushed this, but I want to push it a little, a little bit harder. Please share this audio and the videos with other Facebook, Twitter, smoke signals, whatever you want to do. <laughs> I mean, I really believe that people need to hear this, you know, and, and I want to tell you guys, man, I appreciate you just coming here and being raw. 
You know what I mean? I mean, that's what we did here. I shared yeah. some of my stuff. You shared some of your stuff. Uh, Nate, you're almost perfect. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but I appreciate you guys coming in. And, you know, it, it's, it's very refreshing for me to get around people that are, you know, man, it's all about God. But it's not about works. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and we're not ashamed of where we came from and where we're headed. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, again, if you're sharing audio, I want to really encourage you to um, <clears throat> um, give us some feedback, you know, either, you know, while you're watching this on a recording or next week when you log in. Um, again, Sunday, DCC Church, the family's gathering at 10 a.m. I know the worship. I, I Hey, guys, I'm not saying this because I go to the church. Guys, I've been going to church for 35 years, right? 34, almost 35 years. I'm telling you, these past two Sundays, off the hook. Amazing. I'm talking, <laughs> guys. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I cut my vacation short, okay? Yeah. I'm ready. I'm, I'm at home on Sunday, and I'm ready to lay hands on my little grandkids. In the name of, you know, I mean, I'm. it was phenomenal. I mean, yeah. the worship was absolutely awesome. I don't know who this guy Caleb was was in the back doing the audio and had the speakers just cranking. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we got our our great sound guy and video guy here, Caleb. We love you, man. You're awesome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he always wears the coolest hats. Um, that being said, I'm bunny tracking a little bit. I just want to share with everybody that just come out and, and join. You know what I mean? We we are on um, YouTube, um, live, Caleb, correct? And uh, so go there and and you know and. It, if it's on your heart, come and see us. We'd love to see you. Um, that being said, um, I'm wondering, Jacob, can you lead us in prayer tonight? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Father God, we just um, we come to you tonight, Lord, and we just thank you so much um, that you have guided us through this, Lord, and given us the words that we need to share, Lord. And um, we speak for the people that are listening, Father, that are watching, that they know that their time has come, Father, where they could just come out to you and reach out to you, Father. We speak blessings over them. We, we speak blessings over the families. Um, Father God, we just ask that this night be blessed um, just all around the world in Jesus' name. Well, once again, God bless everybody. Thanks for logging in.